0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. We are joined by Raider Royalty today. Um, He is a guy that needs no introduction anywhere in the NFL. So if you're a Raider fan, you instantly love this guy. If you're not, you're probably like, oh, God, he is really the face of Raider Nation. You know, players come and go. He's there all the time. Of course, his given name from his parents is Wayne Mabry, but everyone loves him and knows him as the NFL Hall of Famer,
1: the Violator.
0: Great to have you on the program today, my friend.
1: Thanks a lot, brother. Look, it's always a pleasure coming on just to chop it up with you about life, football, and everything else that's going on in the world. How can we make this better today?
0: I agree with you. You know, when I... Came to cover the Raiders. Of course, I knew who you were as a just like you know, you and, and and Gorilla Rilla. There's the guys that you know. And then as I got to know you, I've got to share a great story. So my mother is 87 years old, and she was born in Providence. She is a diehard New England Patriot fan. Hey, we've all got our 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 issues, so that's my mom's, okay? <laughs> and um she said to me. Their fans are so scary. She goes, and she described you. And so I remember saying to her, Mom, if you knew him, he is one of the kindest, most gentle, loving people in the world. And I got to tell you, Wayne, I love what you do. I love you, the persona. But I really love you, the guy, the human being. What a terrific person. So I want to go back to the beginning. When did you become a Raider fan?
1: I became a Raider fan uh, September of 1970. Watching the Raiders play the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I was always a kid that was considered weird, uh, a little bit outside the box. I'm an artist, for Christ's sake. So, I see the world through a different set of lens than most people. It's a gift. And uh, I was always. You said you're a what? You said you're a what? I'm an artist. Oh, Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm an artist. And uh, so I see the world through colors and and grit, you know, that kind of thing. Almost like animated. So I've always been into swords, knights, and all that kind of chivalry, you know. I saw this silver and black team get into a a brawl and the cameras zoomed in on the helmets and I saw two swords and I'm like, now remember I've been watching black and white TV. So I'm like, those are swords. So they're pirates. I'm like, I gotta find out where they're from to myself, you know, 12 years old. Um, So I go back to school and I ask my history teacher about California and I uh, says, what sports teams are there? And he started naming them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, Raiders. That's, And I started doing research on the Raiders from Mississippi. And uh, just fell in love with the history behind it. In my estimation, Hondo Al was a genius. And this game wouldn't be the same without him.
0: Mm. Uh, Matt Millen is a dear friend of mine. And one time I had him on my TV show, and I want to share this with you. Um, he said to me, every – now, this is when he was general manager of the Lions. He said, every NFL team's fans thinks they're part of the team. He said, but the, the none of them are like the Raiders. And I said, well, why is that? He said, because the Raiders think the fans – are part of the team. I thought that was so insightful on the relationship between the Raiders organization and the fans. What do you think of that quote by Matt?
1: Look, Matt spoke like a true Raider. And if you would ask me that question right now, I would say, damn straight. Yeah. This this energy that we bring is a part of that. And I, I got the, the pleasure of speaking with Uh, Steve Sable before he passed. And he told me something about the fans or part of the fabric, just like the stripes and the flag. And we make the game what it is. And when they started shooting me back in 91, it was just for that contrast or that grit. So I I saw this as a vision, Hondo, 32 years ago. Wow,
0: that's amazing. Wayne, so I want to get into... When so you become a fan in 1970 when did you make the decision I'm going to start dressing up now and 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 when you first started was it the outfit you wear today how has it progressed take us through all of that would you please
1: be my pleasure um now we go back to the LA Coliseum you know 82 through 1990 and I'm just a fan with a jersey on Sometimes I would paint my face, sometimes not. But it was a crowd there. To me, I went to school at Jackson State. So we didn't even need seats in the stands because we stood up the whole frigging game. It's something about that energy, Hondo, that when a player's feeling down and everybody's doing what we used to do in Oakland, man, the players can feel that. I remember from high school, when that fan started stomping in the stands, You're talking about some juice. If you had any switch, you would hit it right there. But going back to my whole transformation process, this started uh, September of 91. We had gotten tired of where we were standing. The people never stood up and helped us yell. So we're right behind the Raiders bench. So when the offense is sitting there, their ears are getting blown off because we're yelling at the defense. Getting them, getting them fired up in our heads, you know. So anyway, um, when we started, it was me and two, three other friends. We went to every thrift store, I think, in Southern Cal and, and Northern Hollywood looking for something that looked like something out of Mad Max. And I always had this vision of myself as a football superhero since I wasn't on the field. And thus you see, you know, The Demolition Brothers, football, Pirates, and Raiders all mixed in together. That's my persona. So you don't know what kind of personality you're going to get, but it's going to be that warrior spirit. So that's what the stripes represent. Uh, The name Violator came because I've always been a defensive guy. I wanted to be a middle linebacker in the pro ranks. Only guy I saw my size was uh, Sam Mills. And uh, to this day, i still get to laugh at that. You can't judge the fight in the dog. You got to, ju- you know, you can't judge it by the size. And uh, so I kind of bring that intensity when you see me on game day. Don't worry about how short I am. Get close enough and I'm going to get something on you. So, but anyway, I start off with half a shoulder pad with a belt stapled to it to hold it on me so my partner could wear the other hand. So we were like axe and smash, you know. <laughs> and uh I had pom-poms in my in my military jump boots. I think I had uh start off with just some Levi black Levi jeans, you know, and a Matt Millinger and a, and a satin and a satin scarf and an earring. Ear. Brother, we were pirates coming to invade the LA Coliseum. And it was just to enhance the game day experience for the fans. Not even worried about cameras or nothing. But when that game started, we all going to pay attention and and know when to shut up and when to get loud. So that's I've been preaching that, like you say, 30-some years, brother. It, it never gets old. The generations of fans that I know personally that have told me that I've changed the direction of their life, man, that's a gift only God can give you, man. And to be able to touch people in that manner, you can't put a price tag on that Honda. It just goes in the box with memories. I want you to know,
0: after I told my mom that you we had become friends and the kind of man that you are, she loves you. She always says, I saw our friend Violator. And so I want you to know you've got the nearly 90-year-old white woman market cornered. She thinks the world of you, brother.
1: I love you. Tell her I love you.
0: I'm <laughs> um, I want to go back because I was raised by a dad that always said that he believed in the long run, good things happen to good people. And you all of a sudden, the first year the NFL opens up hall of fame to fans, you find out that your name was placed and, 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 and nominated by a great Raider. And then you find out you won. You have given so much to the franchise, so much to the fan base. What was, to me, that was the game of football, not the Raiders. That was the game of football saying to Wayne, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And I'm just curious what that moment was like for you when you found out and what it means to you today.
1: Well, I I'll start off, Hondo. First of all, said it, it, was the utmost honor as a fan to even think that your name would be thrown in there, let alone by a professional football player. So here goes the story in a nutshell. I get this call and I, and they asked me why I hadn't entered the contest. And I told a young lady that I spoke with, I'm done with all that because I think it's politically uh based and not coming from my peers. So she says, well, I need you to do me this favor and just fill out the form anyway. And we'll take it from there. So I fill out the form saying in my mind, this is another waste time. I don't even need these accolades from these people. So I get another phone call from Fox. They want to come out and interview me And I'm thinking, I thought I'd done this with them before, but I'm like, okay, come on out. You know, you want to see me put the war paint on, blah, 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 the whole transformation. I'm like, you're going to sit there two hours while I do this. Of course. So they do that. I get cleaned up. Fox returns the next day. Now I'm dressed normal to do an in profile video. Okay. So in the midst of this interview, I noticed the director kept texting and I thought it was kind of rude. So I'm looking at her like, and this guy is about to come out, but I'm trying to hold him back and I'm just looking at her like, I dare you text while we're talking. You know, I'm old school. So that was, I'm just looking at her and she's asking me questions and I'm thinking, do you really care why you're asking me these questions anyway? So lo and behold, a knock at my front door. Now that's about 40 feet away from where I'm sitting. I hear it because of the way my hallway is shaped. I'm like, you know what? My nosy neighbors are coming over. They can't resist finding out what's going on in my house today. Uh, you know. So I she she says, Oh, well, just go and answer it. I'm like, we're right in the middle of something. She says, Don't worry about it. We'll pick up where we left off. So I'm still mic'd up, so I can't curse like I really want to. So I'm going to the front door. So I get to the door, and I got stained glass. So I don't see a shape or silhouette. So I'm like, who the hell's playing ding dong? You know, doorbell with me right now. So I'm really pissed off. Go to the front door. I snatch it open. And when I when my door opens, who do you think pirouettes from my garage in this gold jacket and that flat top, Howie Long? Man, my knees buckle. I had to catch myself because there's a whole different camera crew with him now. Filming me, and I'm like, and I felt my knees buckle. I had to catch myself. And I'm like, all I could do was laugh, man. And he's got that grin. Uh, he was the first player that told me, we hear you loud and clear behind us. And we love what you're doing. Keep that up. One day the media is gonna take off with that. Here goes three sixty. I know he's like, wait I, you know, and I'm like, good plan, man. What are you doing at my house? You know, I'm like, are you in on this with these guys? And he just busts out laughing. He's like, look, I put your name in that running because I felt you deserve to be there. And that meant so much to me hearing that come from them. You know, here I'm saying a few minutes ago, a few days ago, I'll screw all of that. I don't need that. But to get in that running and actually see the polls and see people voting, man, that, that blew my wig off, and I'm already bald. Um, just to see that whole process take place and then to get a call, I think it was about 6 in the morning from the Hall of Fame saying, get prepared to make that trip. You're the one of the finalists. And My wife and I heard that message, and we're just like, no way. So, like I say, brother, just preparing for the ceremony, going to an actual first Super Bowl in my life, that was just like – it was one of those pitch myself moments the whole time, man. And then to meet um, David Baker in person, you know, David to me was bigger than life. You know, he's one of those football heroes, those giants in the, in the football world, you know. And uh, to meet him, man, he was like a panda bear, man. And I remember we were doing uh, some filming for the Hall of Fame ceremonies. And they kept telling us, hey, guys, we're still working here. And David would laugh in that voice here. He's like, they don't realize we're talking football right now. But he says, I don't know. We got to go back to the script. I got to say what they want me to say. We had such an in-depth conversation. And that's what I love as a fan about the game. When you meet these people that was just pretty much say that with how they treat you, we respect what you do. We understand, you know, it's, it's crazy like a fox. Um, the owner of the uh, Denver Broncos, Mr. Bowden, always come by where I sit, stood there at the Coliseum in Oakland. You know, and he would always shake my hand. And I would look at him as like, you know it's game day, don't you? He said, exactly. That's why I stopped by here. So just that meet and greet kind of stuff, man. It it sounds old-fashioned to people, but I'm from the South, and you kill them with kindness, even your enemies. And now you find out as I grow in this character, they're not enemies at all. They're kindred spirits, and I think God brings us together at a certain time for a certain purpose.
0: One of the things that I want to give you so much respect for is you love the Raiders. I mean, that is your passion. But you love the game of football even more, and you respect it. And I think you understand. I can scream at you. I can yell at you. I can do everything so you can't hear. But at the end of the day, you're a human. I'm not crossing the line. Because because I respect the game too much. And you're on that field. And that says something about your work ethic you made on that field. The thing I love about you, Violator, I have never heard an opponent trash you. I have heard them talk about respect. You're loud. You scream. You know how to get under people's skin. But it's never personal. You're not up there talking about a guy's family or his wife. You're not up there, you know, MF and everybody in his life. You do it the way it should be done. I love that. Now, I think part of it is you and I are from a previous generation. We're old school. But I love the way you do it. And I'm going to give you the best respect I could give you. If any of my children wanted to go learn from somebody how to be a fan, I'd pick you. Because I love the way you do it. You are 110% balls to the wall, foot on the gas. But you do it in a way that you bring honor to the Raiders. You bring honor to the black hole. I love the way you do it. Where does that come from in you?
1: I would give most of that credit, uh, Hondo to my mom's spirit. She was like that house in town that everybody would gravitate to, especially during the holidays. The holidays are her, and you know, I'm 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 sure there's Array of opinions about holidays, and I have my own. But my mom was like, the holiday was like the next coming, and each holiday had that special something to it that she wanted to do something special for the community. And I, as a as a brooding youngster, I remember just I would feel like Ben Grimm of the Fantastic Four. I wanted to run through a wall. Why is she so nice to people? Mm. And it, it, I guess I was in in, in in a ping pong match with my inner, with my violator before I even knew he was there. He's been there. So this is just my kid's spirit. And I. And a, as an artist, I get to show just what I feel to you every time I paint up. So to me, that's special. And that's an honor to her as to never let my art go because I was supposed to have been this famous art, you know, cartoonist. That in her dreams, you know, but I had to follow my heart, which was to get to California as fast as I could so I could get as close to that team that I love as possible. So I landed in L.A. 1977, July, July 4th, 1977. I'm in a band, Hondo, to get on the gong show, to come out and audition for the gong show. That was my ride to Cali. And, and I remember my mom telling me she didn't have any money to send with me. Well, I had 27 bucks in my pocket, so I thought I was rich. You know, I'm with my buddy, so what do we need money for? You know? And uh, I remember her crying. She's like, I'm like, Mom, I've been telling you for four years, four or five years, that California is where I'm going to make a name for myself. And I just left, man. Like, I've got to go. It was like me going to work. And I guess I got that stuff from my dad, which was a 20-some year military paratrooper, man. Just G.I. gung-ho go from the word go. And uh, so I picked up all these characteristics. And what I'm saying in a nutshell, brother, is we're all part of the seas that we come from. Mm -hmm. Most people will say you're a product of your environment. I would dare to differ with you because your environment is what's in here and What's in here, and you can take that anywhere in the world and share it with another yeah. kindred spirit. That's the beauty of football, bringing fans together. We're like gladiators, so you, <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you, I'm an old medieval spirit guy. Uh, any kind of movie like that gets my attention right now because it's mono a mono but with re- respect, and you've got. Fans on both sides for, for villain or hero, whichever way you want to look at it, and they're cheering their butts off for their guy to win. Football relates to me as a young kid as that same gladiator sport. Glad sport. And right now, the way the game is going, it's still can you hear me, uh, Honda? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm hearing like an echo or something. I don't know, I got voices in in my head here. But anyway, that sport to me, it is it, it it takes so much to play that because you got eleven guys playing an orchestrated as, as Matt would say, control mayhem. Till a whistle stops. That amazed me. Next play. Mm-hmm. So it's a battle up and down that gridiron, which teaches us as and most fans in life how to get along with people that we have to be on teams with, you know, regardless of your trade or whatever it is. You work with people that are not from your neighborhood, not from your background and all of that. But the beauty is to go into a room with a team and you can see that team getting better as the weeks go, as the months go, as the years go. And there's some something about that bonding well, that's us football fans. It's something about that bonding, brother, that unless you come out to a game, you know, we encourage people, the black hole saying, come out, join us, see what we're about. Don't hear what we're about. Come and experience what we're about. So that's what we're calling it right now, the black hole experience, because us old schoolers are the ones that's going to plant the seeds for the next generations to come. And if we do a good job, Everybody in the world will see, hey, nothing has changed. These guys have held their tradition together like no other fan base, regardless of the ups and downs of their team.
0: It's amazing. You know, I was asked after I started covering the Raiders, Wayne, someone said to me on a a national radio show, how would you explain the black hole? And they wanted me to go negative. And here is how I explain the black hole. I said the black hole has wealthy and poor and middle class. It's got black, brown, red, yellow, white. It is a group of people who don't care where you come from. Don't care what color you are, don't care how much money you got, don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat or an independent. But when you step into that hole, the only thing that matters is you're a Raider. And the way America is today, we need more black holes. Things that unite us, and we realize we're really not that different. I think the black hole is great for America. I I wish every team, I wish the Lions had a silver and blue hole, and whatever. I think it's great for America for those reasons. Do you agree or disagree with me?
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly on on the fact that you said it brings people together who want to be together on one accord. And that Raider shield to me, Hondo, was that accord as a kid. So when people used to say, oh, you're smitten with this, or you're smitten with that, I never spoke about the Raiders to them because I thought that they wouldn't understand. You know, I'm already into this medieval mindset that I was born at the wrong time. But everyone's born at the right time with a purpose. I just so happened to find mine. After everything I've tried in life, I've done in life, this gives me the most pleasure ever.
0: That's awesome. Now, Wayne, you did not ask me to do this, but I want to. You wrote a book or, or have a book about your whole journey. And I would love everyone to get this book. Can you tell them how?
1: Yes, this is a book that you're speaking on, right? The Walk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's just a little snippet of following your dreams, following your heart. You can get that on Amazon, of course. You can get it at com or Get it on my website, and I'll personally autograph it when I ship it to you. modo sportscom M-O-D-O, like Komodo Dragon, dash sports.com. That's my personal clothing website. I'll autograph the book and ship it directly to you. So I'm working on books I mean, right much now. The, How
0: much is the book if they go to your website? $26 plus shipping. All right. That's awesome. What a great gift. Get it for Christmas. This guy is is an icon, and I'm going to tell you, 99% of you don't know him. I do. Let me tell you the respect I have for my friend. I'm up in the press box watching games and covering games. If my son, Dexter, who's only 16 months old, but if my son, Dexter, when he got older, said, Dad, I want to go to a game, I can't take him. And if for some reason mom wasn't available, I would have zero concern saying, Wayne, can he go be with you and the people in the black hole? Don't let a national uh, viewpoint tell you anything other. This guy is one of the finest human beings. I'm better because Wayne Mabry's my friend, and Raider Nation's better because they've got Violator, and and I love the guy. I love what he does. Wayne, you know what I personally think of you. I hold you in respect, not because you're a violator. I love that, but I hold you in respect because of your character. Uh, I'm going to tell a story about Wayne that that nobody knows this story, and he doesn't know I'm going to tell it. This is how I knew I like that guy. So you have to understand, when he shows up at the stadium, everybody wants pictures. Everybody wants to talk to him. And it's not like being on the strip where characters then – tell you you got to pay me for that picture and they're rude to you he just loves Raider Nation and I'll never forget the first time I ever saw him first time he's at a place and there's a dad who's clearly excited to meet Violator he's got a little girl and she's scared and he he sits down and in a really sweet voice he says it's okay honey it's okay And she walked up to him and she just got a little, and he spent a a lot of time winning her. And by the time they were done, she was hugging. And it wasn't that dad paid him. It was because he just made another Raider fan for life. That girl, 50 years from now, when Wayne and I are dead, is going to talk about, I remember meeting Violator. And to me, with him, it's not fake. It's about people. This guy was raised by a warrior like I was and a dad and a great mom. He was raised to understand it's about people. And that's why, to me, I'm proud to call you my friend. If I could ever do anything for you, you you know that I, I would. I believe in you. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of kids are not going to be able to get on that football field and be a professional athlete. You were one of them but you're an example. They can change and impact the game. I'm proud of you, Wayne, and I'm proud to be your friend.
1: Appreciate that, my brother. It's it's like I say, I tell people now, after so many years, they say, why do you still do it? I says, to me, it's a labor of love. So it's never like I'm working, even though you're working your butt off, but it's with a purpose, and that gives you so much uplifting spirit, man, that all I'm trying to do is share that with each fan that I come in contact with.
0: Oh, you're awesome. Wayne, I got one last question. Is this something you plan to do till you die? Do you have a plan? Okay, you're going to do it till you die. I love it. When you die, I've got to ask you this question. I was going to ask you privately, but I'm going to ask you now because I had somebody ask me. When you die, do you want to be married in full uniform? I mean, buried in full uniform? Absolutely. I love you. Wayne, you're one of the best. I want everyone to know. We've got a feature article coming on Wayne, his story at at our SI Fan Nation Raiders today. You don't want to miss this thing. It's going to be huge, and it's going to be a great story. It's going to be one of those stories you're going to remember the rest of your life to meet the man, the icon, and the personality, the violator. And I love it because it's going to be the story of two men. And at the end, you're going to realize They're two men, same guy. I love it. I love you, Wayne. Thank you for your time, my friend.
1: You're the best. Appreciate you, Hondo. Hey, keep inspiring us through your video. Trust me, we're listening. All right,
0: buddy. I appreciate you. The great Wayne Mabry, the Violator.